Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 219. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about Dow 20,000. The big landmark was made this week. And a lot of people want to know, where are we going to go from here? Well, it is exciting to hit Dow 20,000. It's a new record and it made history. And I'm old enough to remember a lot of other times in history when this exciting landmark happened at other levels on the way to 20,000. Of course, the Dow is only 30 companies, but the Dow Jones Industrial Average has been around over 100 years. So it's more historic than anything else, because when you look at it, the Standard & Poor's 500 really covers 65% of all the stocks in the stock market, whereas with the Dow, we're only talking about 30 stocks. But nonetheless, a historic high was made today, and we have to acknowledge that. Some interesting history for you. 1966 was the first time the Dow went above 1,000. 1995 was the first time the Dow went above 5,000. I remember 1999 when the Dow went above 10,000. And 2013 when the Dow hit 15,000. And now we have January 25th of 2017 with the Dow hitting 20,000. Something interesting to note is that these 5,000 point markers have happened about every four years. That's pretty cool. Does that mean we have a four year cycle for every 5,000 points? Hmm. Does that mean the Dow will hit 25,000 in 2021? Hmm, we'll have to watch and see, but that's kind of an interesting thing. So this has been the second longest bull market in history. Since the bottom in 2009, after the Great Recession and the market crash, we have been recovering ever since without as much as a 20% correction. So we continue in this bull market, and we are expecting at some point a pretty major pullback since that usually happens and has usually happened by now. It's highly unusual that it hasn't happened since 2009. So we'll see what happens, but I am looking for a major shift this year, probably in the fall, but that doesn't preclude another pullback prior to that, but I am looking for a major cycle change in the fall. Cycles do repeat and they can guide our expectations for the stock market. Although the Dow hit 20,000 and we have a new president, whether or not you voted for him, there are certain things he will still be forced to deal with on his watch. And any president who would have been coming into office would have to deal with these things. Believe me, there's a lot on his plate 
And that's not a knock to Obama. That's just a fact that there is a lot coming up with the demographics of the baby boomers aging and being promised a lot of things like Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare for many years, those people are now going to be collecting. And that is a challenge for whomever is in the White House. So with that in mind, I thought it would be interesting to listen in on the hearings of Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. And I was a little concerned about him being put up as the potential Treasury Secretary, having been a former Goldman Sachs banker, but he did explain that that was 15 years ago, and since then he's been an owner of regional banks and considers himself more of a regional banker, which made me feel a little bit better. But the questions and statements by Congress were very, very telling. And if you haven't watched those hearings and you're interested in what I'm talking about, you can go back and find the videos on YouTube of the hearings with Secretary Mnuchin or proposed Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. But here are some of the things that came up that Congress brought up. And it was very apparent to me that they are quite aware of some very serious issues that our country has, not just the demographics that I mentioned, but such things like underfunded pensions that are a widespread problem and are possibly going to need a bailout. That was brought up by Congress, actually, that potential bailouts may be needed for government employees who were promised pensions, for state employees, for other workers who have underfunded pensions. That is another crisis that has been on my radar. And it is a problem mainly because most pensions were arranged to have about an 8% average annual return in order to be fully funded to pay all their benefits to people. And of course, not only have they not reached 8% annually, but they were forced to be invested mostly in bonds or all in bonds. And so since bonds have been at very, very low interest rates, they have been achieving rates of return significantly below the necessary 8% in order to meet their goal. So we have a lot of pensions and trouble out there that are underfunded, mainly because of the poor returns that they received over the last several years of low interest rates. So that's a looming crisis that is out there that Congress is very well aware of. Another crisis that came up that's coming in the future that will have to be solved is our $20 trillion deficit, our debt, and whether or not to default on the debt. They were actually asking Mnuchin what he thought about that. Was he going to be a proponent of default or not? He said no. He was not a proponent to default on our debt. He thought that was a very dangerous course to go down that road. And I was happy to hear that he's going to be uh, talking about, you know, restructuring the debt or how to pay off the debt, but looking at other options other than default. So we'll see how that all plays out. But at least they're already starting some discussion, which is refreshing to see some forward planning. Also, they were asking him about the strong dollar and the dollar being the world's reserve currency. 
As I've mentioned before, a strong dollar is great if you're a tourist, but it's really bad for business if you're a multinational company that exports things. It makes your products very expensive. So a weaker dollar is actually going to be better for our economy, and I'm hoping to see our dollar get a little weaker. They also asked him about currency manipulation. Of course, China has been in the news about how they've been manipulating their currency over the years and how they've been making it cheaper against the dollar so that they can continue to uh, send us cheap imports here and keep their prices down. So that came up a little bit. They also talked about mortgage reform and just some of the issues with the last crisis, with foreclosures, and the need for mortgage reform. It also came up that we are, of course, addressing the issue of taxes and looking at proposed tax reductions by President Trump's administration. Of course, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid came up, as did Obamacare, the Affordable Health Care Act. So all of those things came up in the hearings. It was very interesting, the discourse back and forth. And uh, I think that Mnuchin has some very strong qualifications, having been a banker, having also been at Goldman Sachs, and familiar with a lot of the issues that he's going to have to be dealing with. I was very pleased to see that he is also a very, how would I say it? He's a very, um, a person that has a lot of empathy for people. And I found him to be very polite, empathetic, understanding, and uh, handled grace under pressure, I would say. Uh, had grace under pressure. I think that uh, he was complimented at the end by one of the senators who said he has handled himself as well as anyone he's ever seen go through these hearings. So I thought that was a pretty tremendous compliment by one of the senators. So really interesting to hear those hearings. What wasn't mentioned that I was kind of hoping for was some talk about the European Union and the issues that they're having, which I do think is going to affect us here, particularly if uh, Deutsche Bank fails and we have a derivatives takedown, which I am expecting that to be happening sometime in the future, that Deutsche Bank, the major German bank that houses most of the derivatives, uh, and also other European banks that are having trouble like Monte de Pesci, uh, these are uh, these are situations that the European central bankers have already said they are not going to bail these out. Also, Prime Minister of Germany Merkel has said she's not going to bail them out. So it's going to be a very interesting time, and we'll see how these European banks affect us here and how that all plays out. But that is something I think that our Treasury Secretary will also be needing to deal with. You know, it's just that there are some massive financial decisions that are going to have to be made, and there's things that have to be worked out, and they are colossal issues. I mean, $20 trillion of debt is massive, and when you look at the other entitlement programs, it's over $100 trillion, which is not even really comprehensible by our brain because, again, you know, a billion dollars is 800 feet tie of uh, $100 bills, that's the Washington Monument, but a trillion dollars is 69 miles high of $100 bills. So thinking of $100 trillion of debt is just sort of mind-boggling. I can't even 
wrap my full head around that, but it's a lot more money than the billions that we're used to hearing about. So trillions, that's really scary when we get into talking about owing trillions of dollars. So we have some big things to deal with. Now, again, no matter who would be president, these things will be coming to pass in the next few years. It's interesting that Donald Trump, as a businessman and billionaire, I think actually he's well qualified to deal with a lot of this kind of financial stuff that he's going to have to be doing on his watch. So it's very interesting because he's also talked about getting rid of the Federal Reserve. If he could do that, that would be a major victory for the people because I think the banksters have been in control for too long. But control over interest rates has allowed the Fed to create bubbles and pop bubbles over the years, and that's a lot of power. They also are projecting raising interest rates three times this year, and that has the power to throw us into a recession, for sure. So they've waited a long time to raise rates. Rates were kept too low. Now they're wanting to raise them quickly. We'll see how that all happens, but of course they've only raised them twice a half a percent from the bottom, which happened with two 25 basis point hikes that happened over the last two Decembers. So we'll see how it goes in 2017. If the Fed, in fact, does raise rates three times, that is going to be, of course, slowing to the economy. The best solution is something that Mnuchin and Congress talked about, which is to put our growth of the U.S. economy uh, out there as a priority as much as possible. That is the way forward out of this mess is to grow our economy out of it. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I'd love to hear your opinions about this. Go to the review section of iTunes and leave me a review. Let me know what you think about these financial challenges that we have going forward, and I'd love to hear from you and love to hear your review of the show. And if you enjoy the show, I always enjoy your comments. If you haven't been over to my website to get your 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth, go on over to lindapjones.com and pick it up today. It's a short PDF that can get your wealth building going on the right track. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.